right, am I on? I'm not on. There I'm on. Good morning. This is how it is. I pack all this stuff and everybody helps me carry it. <laughs> That's how it goes at our house. All right. I'm going to reorganize this a little bit here. That's all right. I didn't have it planned how I was going to set up here, so hang on just a minute. I just can't sit at my dad's place. It just feels too wrong. Okay. So happy Mother's Day. And I have a riddle, sort of a riddle. See if anybody can figure it Oops, I have some props here, and this one I'm going to keep by me just in case I might need it. Does anybody have a guess of what that might mean? Marie? I might get sick. Why would I get sick? Maybe, yes, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so I got sick about three days ago. And it was a big surprise. We're very excited, but a little overwhelmed. And um, I was up all last night, too. So my message is titled, Empty Vessels, and I am empty today. <laughs> I am very, um, just, oh. But the Lord just keeps reminding me that in my weakness, he is strong. And so I just depend on him for that. That's why I'm sitting down here, too, if that's right. I have big shoes to fill today. Usually my mom is up here. She does a great job, but she's supposed to be on vacation. <laughs> but she had to come. Um, so I'm just really honored. So when I was asked if I'd be open to praying about speaking, I asked my husband, do you think I could really talk that long? And he's like, are you kidding? <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> he was very nice about it, yeah. yeah. So today, instead of speaking on how to be a better mom, which I would love to talk about. I mean, I'm a reader. I love to learn. I'm always wanting to get better at what I do and how I'm a mom. But what I feel led to talk on today is um, the, on the ministry that God wants to have to the heart of a mom. Because what your heart is, who you are, and... Um, if the Lord is in you and filling you, in the overflow of that, really, that's where you become the best mom. I want to read from the book Captivating to start. And I'm sorry. I'm someone's Chrysler Town & Country. Your alarm's going on. It's a tan Chrysler Town & Country. I don't know who owns it, but you want to <laughs> Nobody wants to claim it. <laughs> You'll take it home. All right. Jeff gets the, the town and country. <laughs> uh, okay. I want to start. Captivating. Oh. Our time with this here. I'm not very good with any kind of technology. <laughs> I got it, but.
Okay. I think we're good now. All right, I want to start out with this quote. All women are called to mother, <coughs> and all women are called to give birth. Women give birth to all kinds of things, to books, to movements. Women give birth to ideas, to creative expressions, to ministries. We birth life in others by inviting them into deeper realms of healing, to deeper walks with God, to deeper intimacy with Jesus. A woman is not less of a woman because she is not a wife or has not physically born a child. The heart and life of a woman is much more vast than that. All women are made in the image of God and that we bring forth life. When we enter into the world and into the lives of those we love and offer our tender, strong, feminine hearts, we cannot help but mother them. So today as I talk to the moms, I'm really talking to all women because we all have the responsibility to mother um, and nurture those around us to encourage and to bring life. We all have mom goggles. In other words, I just love that video. I've probably seen it 10 times, but <laughs> I just think it's so cute. But we do all have mom goggles. It's kind of God's gift to us as women. We see the world so differently, and um, we see the needs of our children in a different way. I was born with mom goggles from the time I was two. I didn't like to play house, but I liked to play real house, like give me the baby and let me take care of it. And my mom always said by the time I was eight, she could have died and I'd have just taken over. <laughs> um, I loved it when my mom would leave the house so I could be in charge, tell my siblings what to do, I'd make cookies, I'd clean the house, I just thought it was great. So um, by the time I was seventh grade, I had um, several families that I was babysitting regularly for. My aunt had 15 children and I wanted 15 children. <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's not going to happen but it just kind of lets you know my heart was always for motherhood from the time I was a really little girl I kind of glamorized it in some ways I knew how hard it was because I babysat but at the same time um, I really felt that it would complete me and fulfill me so let's fast forward 15 years and my dream job is fulfilled. I have two beautiful little boys. I have a wonderful husband. I have my own house. I am a stay-at-home mom. And yet, I did not feel complete or fulfilled. In fact, I felt depressed. And the fact that I was depressed and my life looked so good on the outside made me even more depressed. Um, I like to use the word emptiness is what I felt. While the other moms around me seemed like they were doing pretty well, things looked pretty good on the outside, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. So I researched, and I prayed, and I spent more quiet time, and I memorized verses, and I did everything that I could think of to try to um, you know, get rid of the depression and, and make me feel like I was fulfilled in my role of being a mom. So today, I want to share what the Lord showed me about what I was missing in my life and in my relationship with him. Um, I have a prop here. I have a jar, and it's interesting, God uses jars of clay as an analogy to describe us as people many times in the scriptures. I don't think their jars were as pretty as this, but women are pretty, so I just decided to get a pretty one. And in Genesis 2-7, when it spoke of the Lord forming man from the dust, the word forming is the same Hebrew word used for a potter. Um, so many similarities made from clay in the ground just as we were made from dust in the ground used for ordinary functions like the outhouse or the kitchen they were easily discarded and not very valuable 
they were easily broken, and you never placed anything of value in a jar of clay. It was very dishonoring. If a jar of clay is heated enough, heated in a kiln hot enough, the jar may be easily cracked or broken, but the pieces last forever. And that's why if you go to archaeological sites, you find broken pieces of pottery. That's kind of the only thing left because they just last forever. So the main purpose of a jar is to be filled. And so today I want to share with you that God has shown me that it's not my purpose to try to keep it together for my family, to try to be strong, to try to be the best mom I can, or to please my family or those around me. These actually can go against my main purpose as a mom and a woman. Um, but to be filled with his spirit every moment of every day, that was the missing piece for me. Um, I need a volunteer. No, you can't do this. <laughs> Nobody wants to volunteer? Amanda? Doesn't matter. Amanda, you can come up. She's a mom. Sorry, Luke. Maybe next time. <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get your turn. Okay. Um, oh, there it is. I want you to just stand there for a minute. Okay. So we all have the Holy Spirit in us. Can you hold this? Sorry, it's a little bit heavy. And he fills us with his spirit when we come to him. Okay. You can fill it like half full, yeah. So it goes in. That's probably good. And it's full. It's partially full. It's getting empty. It's getting dried out. Well, that didn't last very long. And why didn't it last very long? Obvious question. There's holes in it, yes. It's broken. So, thank you, Amanda. You can put that down. Okay. So, one of the reasons that we're not filled is that we are broken. And then, Luke, it can be your turn. you like this job. Here you go. You can come over here. You want to grab that hammer? Smashing. Yes. <laughs> You're the perfect person for this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you can put it down there and smash it. Oh, what the hell? Had a good job here. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was good. All right. That's good. You can sit down. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was a little more than I was expecting, but all right. Thanks. Thanks, Luke. <laughs> That's right. Oh, okay. I'm going to come back to the shattered pottery here. But I want to um, go to our main scripture today, and it's a little longer, and it's pretty deep, so I want to take it piece by piece and um, look at it a couple verses at a time. To give you a little bit of background about the scripture, Israel is afraid of the neighboring countries that they're going to attack, so they make an alliance with Egypt, the very same nation that once enslaved them, and God is telling them, you know, don't rely on Egypt, rely on me. Um, if you don't, there's going to be consequences. So that's kind of the background to this scripture. Um, let's start with verses 12 through 14. Therefore, this is what the Holy One of Israel says, because you have rejected this message, relied on oppression, 
and dependent on deceit. This sin will become for you like a high wall, cracked and bulging, that collapses suddenly in an instant. It will break in pieces like pottery, shattered so mercilessly that among its pieces not a fragment will be found for taking coals from a hearth or scooping water out of a cistern. So two things that they talk about in these two verses that happen when we rely on ourselves. Uh, We build our own walls, and then these walls collapse on us. Uh, Psalm 127.1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. I think as moms, it's very easy to feel like it's up to us alone to build our families, um, to build kind of the walls of our homes, so to speak. And if we do that on our own, uh, eventually they will crash, bulge, and collapse. Um, The second thing that we do when we rely on ourselves is we become shattered pottery. And some of us are not just broken with holes in them, but some of us are actually shattered like the pieces on the floor. And if a clay pot is in pieces, it cannot be filled Um, We must be a healed, full vessel, or this filling of his spirit will only be temporary. I think it's very common for moms to look to motherhood to save them, to give them worth and purpose. And I think that God will thwart you in this until you turn to him, uh, because he doesn't want anybody to take his place. The second thing, the second reason why we are not filled is that we then hide our pieces. Um, Kind of like Eve in the garden, she doubted God's love and goodness towards her, and um, then she hid, she covered herself. And so we're just like that. We see the broken pieces of our life and of our heart, and we hide them um, because we don't want anybody to see them. Um, A story from my past that um, really exemplifies this, in junior high I had a problem with a bully, and it went on for about six months, and... um, I finally turned him in, and the police came, gave him a good scare, and he didn't bother me anymore. And then a few months later, I was bullied and sexually harassed by two older boys, and I began to hide what was going on, and I didn't tell anybody. And I doubted God's protection and his love as it happened a second time, and I started to feel ashamed about myself. And I think when we hide, we hide because we're ashamed, and then um, we also hide because we're afraid. And um, in 2 Corinthians 3, 7, regarding shame, it says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. And we look at ourselves as common clay pots with dishonor, and we're embarrassed of the pieces or the cracks, and we question, is there beauty in me? Does God see me? Am I worth his love and affection? Can he save me? Will he save me? And um, we turn away from him in shame. Um, in regards to the hiding because we're afraid, I want to go back to the main scripture, which um, Isaiah thirty fifteen through 17. This is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. You said, no, we will flee on horses, therefore you will flee. You said, we will ride off on swift horses, therefore your pursuers will be swift. A thousand will flee at the threat of one, and at the threat of five, you all will flee away. 
till you are like a flagstaff on a mountaintop, like a banner on a hill. Uh, we start to believe the lies, God will abandon me, I will have to rely on myself, God will not protect me. And we run and we hide, and we end up being alone and afraid, like a flag by itself on a mountaintop. Um, I want to share a little bit. When I was asked to speak, they wanted us to speak on something related to our personal testimony, what God had been speaking to us lately. And I want to talk just briefly about my own shattered vessel. And um, I feel very inadequate in, in speaking this message even because I'm still in the process of healing my own vessel from my own shattering. Uh, several months ago, I was going through a study with a dear friend of mine, and I came to see that my deep shattering and my lack of trust in God was due to um, some sexual abuse that occurred at school over several years as a teenager. And I knew it happened, but I blamed myself. Um, and I also sought God in this time, and I deep down, because he didn't stop it and didn't give me a way out, I felt like I was not his treasured um, daughter, a vessel that was loved and valued. And the hardest thing for me in processing this hasn't even been what happened to me, but it's how I view God in light of what happened and in light of what I feel like he allowed to happen. Um, I was very shocked at how little I trusted him. I served him, I loved him, but to give him my whole heart, I wasn't about to do it. And um, he gave me the verse, Genesis 50, 20, which is the story of Joseph, and his story is very tragic, um, how his brothers gave him over to slavery, and he was in jail, and then he's all over Egypt. And when Joseph's father dies, his brothers come and beg for their lives because he thinks Joseph is going to um, harm them. And Joseph says to them, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, the saving of many lives. And over time, God has healed me and allowed me to really believe this verse, um, even in light of that experience that he takes all for good and his love is complete even in the midst of that, in light of that situation. I think that almost every mom in this room has a story of where um, they really struggled to believe in God's deep love for them because of something that happened. Whether it's abuse, relational issues, divorce, um, great loss, death, there's so many things, so many ways that we're wounded. So next I want to talk about the healing of our vessel. And in Isaiah 30, 18 through 19, going back to our main scripture, it says, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. People of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious you will be when you cry, he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. I think the first step is to cry out, to stop hiding our pieces, to show them and say, God, I need you. It's much easier to minimize and deny past hurts. Um, it's easier to not feel the need and to not feel the pain. And sometimes we don't even think that there is pain um, because we've denied it for so long. Um, but I really challenge every one of you to cry out to God and ask him to um, help you look into your heart and see if there's ways that you don't trust God because of, of the brokenness um, of your life. It may seem very big 
and you don't know where to start. But if you're willing and open to the Lord and his leading, he will show you step by step. Um, You won't know what the next step will be, but he will always reveal it to you if you continue to open yourself up to him. And only God can heal. You cannot heal yourself. It doesn't matter how much you pray and do quiet time and read your Bible. Those are really, really important things. But only God and his spirit can heal you as you open up to him and learn to trust. The next step as far as healing our vessel is to empty it. To be filled, we have to be empty and open to God being the one to fill us and not our own ways of coping. Because we all try to fill ourselves with something if it's not God. Even Christians, most Christians, I think. And in Isaiah 30, 20 through 21, going back to the main scripture, although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, uh, we need to pour out the water of affliction and God will bring you back to all those places of adversity that you need to pour out to him, those places of pain that you've never touched before and never opened up for him to really heal. Lamentations 2.19 says, Pour out your hearts like water to the Lord. This emptying of yourself is a daily activity, but when you do it for the first time, after many, many years of not bringing everything to him, it's very overwhelming. And um, all the lies and the anger and the pain and the doubts, and the list goes on and on, seemed almost too much. But in time, it will just be a daily thing as you pour out your hearts to God and he fills you. For anybody who has deeper abuse or trauma or wounds, I really encourage you to find somebody that you can talk to. And um, sometimes it's just too much and we need someone to listen to us and love us. And that's where the body of Christ is so, so very important. Uh, The result of emptying is not a fun thing. (laughs) Uh, You will see your sin and your doubts and your anger that you didn't even know was there. Um, But that's what has to happen for the Lord to be able to fill you and to heal you. Uh, The next is the healing of the vessel, the happier part. Uh, We are healed when we see Jesus face to face, and he begins to pour his love into us freely. Back to the main scripture, Isaiah 30, 21. Your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And as we empty ourselves and we begin to hear the voice of Jesus and we begin to see his love and we begin to actually feel the healing in our hearts, that's when the change starts to happen. Um, Job, after all of his extreme suffering, he poured his heart out to God, all his anger. He was just honest, and God responds to him back. And Job says, I have heard of you by the hearing of my ear, but now I have seen you. And that's the difference in going through this process. You hear of God, but you go through the the depths of your heart and, and the pain, and you see him on the other side. This process may be an immediate and miraculous one, but for most, it takes time, and it's a process. One of my questions in going through this was, why would I do this? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty well in my life. I'm managing okay. Why do I want to go back and feel the pain? That, makes, that just doesn't make sense. Why is it going to make any difference? Um, but I think deep down, we all know that there's more to life than what we often live. And when I started to go through this whole process, Jeff made a plaque for me um, out of the woods, real oak, (laughs) 
Um, he stained it and then he engraved John 10:10. 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest. And I think most of us, if we're honest, we're exhausted and we're stressed and we're tired of life the way it is. And deep down we know, and we, maybe we hope, but think that it isn't possible, um, that there might be something more. Um, the next is to let go of control. This was probably one of the hardest places for me to stop living under my own strength and demanding my own plan. Uh, Isaiah 30, 22, the last part um, of the scripture here. Then you will desecrate your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold. You will throw them away like a menstrual cloth and say to them, away with you. This relinquishing of control is very hard, I think, for moms especially, because um, everything depends on us to get done. And um, when I was sick last night, I was just having this conversation with God that I did not think this was a good plan for him. <laughs> this, I, I know better, and this is just, this doesn't make sense. Uh, if you, you know, it, your word has to go out, and it needs to go out with somebody who's fresh and feeling well, and he's like, nope, it's going to go out just the way you are. <laughs> so that's part of relinquishing your plan every day. Uh, Jesus asks us to give up our securities, and this looks different for each person. Um, I think instead of living in my own strength, surrendering is something that I have to do probably 50 times a day, if not more. Um, I have to be real with you. I'm going to show you some pictures of my house. Once I started this process, <laughs> I think my life has kind of felt like a disaster as I have let go. Um, but you can see the laundry and the mess. That mess in my boys' room stayed there for weeks and weeks on end. And um, it was just kind of the Lord was pulling everything away. He will take away your comforts. He will thwart your best laid plans. That floor, by the way, was probably mopped like 10 minutes before, and it's just filthy dirty. <laughs> so, and God will take away your idols, all the things that you find comfort in. For me, he's been taking my health, and we're moving, and we've had, um, Owen's been going to a counselor for some things, and my schedule has gone to pot because I haven't been able to keep it up. <laughs> just my ability to cope as I've been going through all this stuff has been very low. But even though it feels like everything around me is falling apart, inside he holds me together. And that's what I'm learning. <clears throat> Lastly, we need to enter his kingdom like a child. This is my Benji. He is the naughtiest of all three. He's dirty. He likes the toilet. He likes to climb and scream and run away. And I am just crazy about this kid. Um, but he always knows that he can reach out to me and be loved. In Matthew 18:3, it says, And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And I actually love Benji more at the end of the days that are really hard and where we just butt heads like crazy. And he crawls up into my lap and he knows that I'm just going to swoop him up and just love on him. And those days are almost more special. And I think that God feels the same way. I know that God feels the same way about us. Even on our hardest days, if we can just reach out and believe that he's going to just wrap us up and love on us. Um, some of us 
cannot have the faith of a child because there's pain in our childhood and we go back to that place in our heart of innocence and trust. Um, there's pain and there's wounds there. But as God heals that child within us, we can reach out to him again in that innocent trust towards God. I want to show uh, just a little video clip on the movie The Little Princess. This was my favorite movie when I was little. One of them, but probably way up there. Um, it's the story of Sarah, and she's the daughter of a wealthy man who had to go fight in the war. She had no mother, so she had to go to boarding school. And she started out as the richest girl, but once her father was reported dead, she was made to be a servant girl to earn her keep. Yet in spite of this, she inspired everybody around her. And I just want you to listen to what she believes because of her father's love for her. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite clip of the whole movie just her belief that because her father saw her as a princess and all girls she just in spite of everything around her she believed that and sometimes when I'm <clears throat> in the midst of my days and I can't keep up and there's laundry and the kids are fighting and the baby's screaming the last thing I feel is God's love for me and that he views me as his precious daughter as his princess but I really think that he does, and I think he wants to live us, wants us as moms, as women, to live in the light of that and in realization of that every day. Just to believe so deeply in our Father's love for us that externally nothing matters. Um, and I think even as adult moms, we need nurturing and we need that love from our, from our Heavenly Father. When we truly believe that God is our Father, and he views us and treasures us in that way, uh, we really start to see his hand everywhere. Um, when a couple days, no, yesterday it was, when we were coming back from our vacation, and I was so miserable, we got upgraded to um, the comfort section seats. So let me tell you, I really felt like I was his princess. Like I had to be sick, that wasn't an option. 
but he put me in the best place in the plane just for my comfort. And I just see him doing things like that all the time when I live in light of the fact that I am his precious daughter and his princess. I want to move on to the application, which is the filling of the vessel. And this part is a miracle. We cannot do this, and this is what I didn't realize when the Lord first showed me what I was missing was that daily moment-by-moment uh, moment filling of his spirit. I really thought it was something that I could accomplish, and uh, I can be willing and open, and I can do the things that I just talked about, but really it has to be God, and there's, there's just no other way. And as far as what he fills you with, more of himself. And as I was going through this process, I kept looking externally. My house is a mess. You know, I can't keep my life together. You know, I just thought it would all fall in place. And the Lord just showed me that it's all about the internal state of your spirit and your heart. It has nothing to do with what's going on around you. Um, so there are some things that happen when he does fill you, some changes that you start to notice. Um, there's an internal quietness and rest. Yes, even in the chaos of children, which is amazing. And it's not all the time, but as I um, am filled with him and submit to him on a daily, moment-by-moment -moment basis, his peace has started to take over instead of the emptiness and the stress of trying to keep everything together. Uh, if we go back to the, um, the middle of the scripture, for today, it says, in repentance and rest is your salvation, and quietness and trust is your strength. The other thing that happens is you actually start to feel comfort for the pain and the needs that you experience, and he meets those needs. There's a joy that starts to come slowly, and the most important thing of all that happens is that we have an intimate friendship and continual filling of Jesus every moment of every day. And... Um, Moment by moment, as we bring our cracked vessels to him, he will heal them and fill them. Uh, I've been praying for God to give me images so I can kind of understand what this looks like and what my heart is to be towards him. And it just struck me one night, I'd probably been at least six months, and every night my boys would be like, we miss you, Mom, and I'm going, you're with me all day. <laughs> You know, what, what are you talking about? What do you want to do? And their answer always is, oh, we just want to be close to you. And I think this is the image of God in the heart of a child. Um, God just longs to be close to us. And for us to be close to Jesus is truly the deepest gift. Um, I'm going to end there and pray. And then I have something um, that Jeff and I put together for the moms. Lord Jesus, we just lift up every heart in here to you. And we all have some sort of brokenness. And some of us are shattered and some of us are just cracked, Lord. But we all need healing that only you can give us. And I just pray that your spirit would be at work today. And that you would just tap those on the shoulders. Tap people on the shoulder who you want to have a deeper relationship with. Which is everybody. And I just ask that, um, that you would give them um, just the openness and the willingness to move forward into a deeper, closer relationship with you by seeking healing and wholeness so that you may fill them to overflowing, Lord. And I pray especially for the moms. Um, so much rests on us, 
Life can be so stressful and empty and hard, but you want to be with us every moment through all the late nights and the diaper changes and the teenagers coming home past curfew. And God, you, you want to spend those moments with us. And I just ask that can, you would continue to draw all of us closer to yourself. Bless all the moms here and their ministry to their families. So important, Lord. And their influence will continue to go on throughout generations. And uh, just remind them today of how loved they are and how appreciated they are and how important their ministry is. And we ask all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. I have been doing some Facebook stalking. <laughs> and I did get permission. So if you're not on Facebook, I'm so, or you don't have pictures of you and your kids on Facebook, I'm really sorry. I didn't have time to contact everybody. But um, I compiled some pictures and then Jeff put them together on a little slideshow. And it's really moving just seeing all the moms represented in this church and um, just what a ministry they have to all those kids.
Well, I am crying right now. Thank you guys for uh, joining us. Thank you, moms, for all you do. And thank you, Lonnie, for such an amazing message and your life and your relationship with God that just poured out today. Uh, be with us next week as Luke Delighton Rediger shares. We have a Youth and Children's Sunday next week. So some of your children may be sharing things next week or some of the teenagers. So come and join us next week, 10 a.m. again. And join us for Connection Cafe. You're all dismissed to love each other and serve our awesome God.